0: Hey guys, welcome back to Hustlers Daily. This is your host Ashna and I present you with the stories of new age entrepreneurs of India every week on this podcast. We have a good news. Hustlers Daily is now inviting guest applications. Yes, you heard it right. We would be delighted to hear from you if you have an interesting story of your startup. You can simply email us at ashana.jha.in at gmail.com Let's dive into the new episode. Today we have Shalab Sahai from iVolunteer. Shalab Sahai began iVolunteer in 2001 and continues to lead it today as the largest social enterprise for formal volunteering in India. He is also credited with creating iVolunteer awards. Our nation's only awards aimed at inspiring and establishing new benchmarks on volunteering. Shalav was instrumental in founding the ICICI Fellows Program in 2009 and led it till 2013 thereafter co-founding India Fellow, a social leadership program for the youth. Shalav serves on the Global Council for Global Pro Bono Network and is a visiting faculty at SP Jain Institute of Management and Research, Mumbai an alumnus of Institute of Rural Management Anand, he was also India's first Commonwealth Professional Fellow in 2003. So let's hear the rest of the story from Shalab himself. Please welcome Mr. Shalab Sahai. Please welcome Mr. Shalab. Hey Ashna. Uh, tell us more about uh, iVolunteer.
1: Ashna, uh, iVolunteer started from a very simple idea, uh, and almost two decades back. The idea was this, that in the 90s, uh, the country saw a huge amount of economic growth. But it was entirely uh, built upon the skills and the human capital that India had developed over a period of time. But at the same point of time, I realized along with a couple of other friends of mine, that uh, the same intellect, human capital and its power was not available to several non-profits that are doing amazing amount of work in the country. Uh, so i volunteer came off being as an idea that would connect people uh, to use their skills their time and their passion for india social development in a voluntary capacity uh, so i volunteer basically is a platform that connects good people to credible organizations to achieve great work for the country so
0: shalab um, uh, we know that you started this platform 19 years back when internet was still taking its peak right and uh, why not uh, go for a product-based uh, product startup, or why uh, not profit?
1: Um, so, Ashna, like you mentioned, this started in 2001. And 2001 was the time when in the NGO world, nobody was really thinking of having a dot-com. You know, dot-com was typically a dot-com, means meant for commercial purposes. But we were aligned to making something work for the country, and therefore the idea of actually having a dot-org Uh, And at that point of time, social enterprises was not even a word that was being used in India and not much uh, globally either. So in that sense, uh, we wanted to have a startup kind of a feeling or startup kind of a passion or a startup kind of ambitious uh, uh, aims and objectives, but uh, for the society and therefore a social enterprise.
0: Great. So uh, how many people do you have right now on the platform as volunteers? So the
1: platform will have hundreds of thousands of people but what we we do not uh, measure ourselves by the number of people that we have on platform because those are just kind of, you know, inactive entities on the platform. What we measure ourselves is on the base of number of people that we engage uh, with the volunteering sector in the country. So every year presently we engage more than 15,000 people, more than 15,000 individuals uh, to work with more than 350 non-profits on a variety of causes across the country
0: great so, so only are there only ngos registered on the platform to hire volunteers or uh, do you go for corporates also like csr activities
1: so i volunteer while it started as a pure platform uh, today it's an entire ecosystem of services uh, interlinked on the platform and apart from the platform So we work primarily with three different kind of stakeholders. Uh, One is obviously the volunteers and there are, like I said, hundreds of thousands of volunteers that engage with us. Uh, The second are the non-profits. Non-profits are the backbone because all the volunteering work is done through the non-profits by engaging with those non-profits. Increasingly over the last about 12 years, uh, corporate volunteering has been growing. And um, we were a natural fit uh, for corporate volunteering. Uh, Like I said that in 2001 when we started, internet was not being used much by by NGOs and uh, the access to internet was restricted to workplaces which meant that almost two-thirds of our volunteers were coming from a working professional background and so in doing so we actually uh, gave rise to a new breed of volunteers which were working professionals. You know volunteers typically when you think of in, in, in India or most places in Asia, when you think of a volunteer, you imagine either the college going students or possibly senior citizens who are no longer going to office. Sometimes homemakers, but a working professional going and giving and sharing his time for social good it doesn't happen. So we started working with working professionals. When corporates and the CSR started becoming big in the country, automatically they wanted their uh, employees also to go out and volunteer and that's where uh, they chose us their partners. So today, uh, corporate partners is a growing stakeholder of all the work that we do. Uh, we engage with at least two dozen uh, of the really big companies in the country today, and we power their employee volunteering through several programs.
0: So engaging fifteen thousand volunteers every year is a great number. I must say, Shalab. And so, Shalab, what uh, what do you think is the most common reason for people failing or giving up? Why do p- entrepreneurs put their hat down and walk away?
1: Uh, I think the first reason is even before they start off and, uh, and I have this saying that you know, uh, we are a society which is a lot of times uh, risk averse and so we think of 10,000 risks before we even start off and therefore we never get to start off so I think the first uh, reason for failure is right there in the mind when you are unable to take the first action of actually jumping off without the safety net and, and beginning something, uh, so I think that's one uh, after they have begun, a lot of uh, enterprises fail in the initial six months to two years' time because I think they're too stringent about what their original idea was and they're unwilling to learn. Uh, so once you've begun, you know, before you've begun, I'm sure that you know, you would have done a whole lot of research, a whole lot of thinking through, a whole lot of talking and interacting with people at large. But once you have begun with your product, your idea, your service, it's extremely important to revalidate if that is something that uh, the market wants or that uh, serv- serves the market need accordingly and you should be willing to adapt and learn i think those who do not uh, who are not willing to adapt and learn are the ones who would possibly fail early
0: right so uh, shalab what were your initial challenges while starting iVolunteer? volunteer
1: I volunteer a social enterprise and I think the first challenge was uh, the idea itself was unheard of. You know, What do you mean by a social enterprise? What do you mean by uh, an internet-based entity that would serve the, uh, the non-profits and that would serve the social needs or the social development needs of the country? So I think the concept itself was something that was unheard of and we faced huge difficulty in finding the right supporters, the right backers. Uh, in saying that this was really feasible in the country, that that internet and computer could actually work for social development for something which was unheard of in 2001, Uh, that is the biggest challenge. But I think once we had surpassed that channel with the initial set of (coughs) uh, supporters or advisors, the next thing was uh, technology that was available to us to to make it happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, So technology in those days was too expensive and actually finding a development partner who would make a viable product was also difficult and then the adoption of technology. So uh, we made a pretty good platform, I would assume, uh, but then in, and it was received well by a lot of people by showing a lot of interest on registering on the platform, but real volunteering was not happening on the ground. Uh, That was because we were unable to replicate something that was not very well practiced uh, in a society onto uh, a digital platform. So I think, uh, which is why we we learned and we branched off to establishing services on the ground uh, and then kind of you know we are back now to putting them on uh, on the technology platform.
0: So did did you go full-time with this uh, from the start itself? Uh,
1: it was full-time right from the beginning uh, I think uh, we spent some good amount of time a couple of months to figure out what would it take to begin and getting the right amount of support uh, and planning on how to begin but uh, we did start off as a full-time enterprise. Uh,
0: starting up uh, as a full-time too on a technology platform in 2000 was, was a great challenge, I must say. It was a challenge in itself, but yeah, you have come a long way from there. So, uh, what do you think, what support or resources are available for somebody who is just starting up?
1: There's a wealth of resources available today. Uh, you look out, you know, there is incubation support, there are mentors that are available, uh, there is funding that is available, there is venture capital that is available. Uh, in fact, even the regulators are kind of, you know, much more waking up to the idea of startups the government of india has programs today uh, so i think there's a there's a wealth of resources available what is important is that amongst these wealth of resources you identify what makes sense to you sometimes we get driven by what is available and making use of it rather than what is it that we need and finding what we need so i think that's a, that's a difference
0: but uh, is it still uh, self funded or uh, did you avail any vc funding
1: Uh, So we are a social enterprise so VCs typically do not fund social enterprises uh, most often. In the beginning we had funding available from grant makers or funding agencies, Uh, later on there were corporates that supported our programs. We are a uh, self-reliant social enterprise right now, we earn the revenues and they suffice for us.
0: Great. So uh, which hurdles did you personally face and how did you overcome them while starting iVolunteer?
1: i think the pers- first personal hu- the first uh, personal hurdle happens at a very very personal level uh, within your own family uh, the family to begin with it's difficult to convince them that uh, this is an idea worth going for and that you have the confidence that you will do good in life uh, and you do and you you can quit on the job that you were doing i was i was working with uh, a large marketing company at that point of time and i was a newbie in that company and kind of you know for my parents to think that oh he's g- my son is giving up um, um, a job that a lot of people would want to take up something which we're not sure what it is, it's difficult. So I think that is the first personal hurdle. The second and a very, very different personal hurdle at that point of time used to be that, you know, parents would say, oh, we don't understand what you do. How will you get married? So <laughs> so I think uh, I think that today is possibly not there any longer. People are much more receptive to the idea of startups families are much more receptive to the idea of startups and even kind of you know it's become much more hip so maybe even people are looking forward to you know finding partners who might be working with startups today
0: great so uh, Shalab uh, see your startup is uh, already a one of a kind where volunteers uh, can go and register it's a platform for volunteers so uh, what do you think uh, what are some good and bad examples of your topic of expertise which you have seen
1: uh, good or bad example. So, okay, so let me uh, bring in one of the most uh, common challenges that anybody working with volunteer faces. And that is that uh, the volunteer dropout is pretty huge. Uh, so, volunteer, you know, you ask somebody in India, well, do you want to do some good work? Everybody raises their hand that, yes, I want to do good work. You ask them, can you come in for doing this particular work? Let's say, teach kids on this particular Saturday. And they will never say no. They'll most often say, yes, I will come. But then they disappear and they do not come. So I think that's the biggest challenge that uh, we face working with volunteers and that's the biggest challenge that almost every nonprofit working volunteer faces. I do want to kind of, you know, cite that this is, if you extend this generally to a society, it's not just a challenge with volunteers, you know, we, have, we are a society where uh, we find it difficult to say no. So if somebody says, will you come for a party in the evening, will you come to my marriage or will you come for work early in tomorrow morning, uh, we typically always respond yes. Uh, it's not always that we actually follow up on that, yes, we actually turning up. And I think volunteering just feels a little extra brunt of it.
0: Okay, so what do you think uh, can't be replicated about your business?
1: I believe that uh, the wealth of experience and expertise that we have developed over a long period of time is difficult to replicate. I'm not saying impossible, but it is difficult. Because people typically feel that, you know, putting a very nice technology platform uh, will be able to connect people to non-profits, but volunteering is something which is extremely personal in nature. You got to understand the people, you got to develop a rapport with the non-profits going to engage the people. You have to be able to understand the, the customer needs if the customer is a corporate and you sh- must have the way to bring about different programs or services that will suit a corporate needs or the community needs and i think uh, i volunteer through its years of service has developed both the expertise the network the trust of the people and the fact that we're able to model uh, our services to the needs of the of the community and the corporate is something that makes us very unique uh,
0: shalab since you talked about network so, what is your best tip if somebody uh, is just a, and let's assume that he is an on, uh, introvert, he or she is an uh, introvert. So, what is the best tip for someone to go out and network? S- since we know that it is very important to network in the startup domain, right? So, what are your suggestions?
1: I think the first suggestion would be to just be there. Um, I think a lot of people uh, find it difficult because when they go to a new setting, it's difficult to start speaking up to people, connecting with people in a new setting. But once you get comfortable with the setting itself, uh, then you are, you gather up on your confidence to go up and speak. The second thing is to uh, identify the people. Who, see, what is networking? Networking is not just knowing people. Uh, networking is not just being connected to the people. Networking is really about how do you use the networks to achieve the goals that you have set out for yourself or for your organization. And therefore networking starts right in identifying who the people that you want to network with. You just can't be in a cold place and start cold networking with people. So I think if you know who you want to connect with and what is the question that you have in mind, what is it the discussion that you want to have with that individual, then you are already prepared to network and in preparation lies the key to success.
0: Perfect. So uh, what do you think about having a mentor on board with you from the start?
1: Extremely important. Uh, There are uh, unforeseen turns that businesses and startups can take just like life can take unforeseen turns. Uh, A mentor helps you sometimes foresee a little bit of what's possible out there. A mentor helps you prepare yourself to navigate those turns, those turns will come, but your preparation and your ability to navigate is something that a mentor can possibly help you with. And also extremely important that a mentor is, is like a inner check who will uh, possibly ask you the right questions uh, that help you reconsider the work, the execution, the plans, the strategies that you are trying to adopt. So I think uh, mentor is extremely important to almost all elements of, of your work and of course you know he helps or she helps you connect to several people in businesses as well. but try and look more inwardly uh, what is it that I as an individual need from a mentor than just seeing as a mentor as a step to other knowing other people.
0: True. So why were you successful in a niche where many others have failed?
1: Persistence. So um, like I said, we, we started with some idea, we realized where we were falling short. Uh, we decided to change the course and adapt to the needs. Uh, most importantly, we decided to persist. Uh, we believe that if we haven't found a solution now, we'll find a solution tomorrow. If not tomorrow, the third time. And persistence isn't a one-time thing. And it's not that you know, you in the initial days, if you persist, you become successful. You have to be persistent as long as you want to be successful. So we are 19 years down the line. But if we are not open to learning today, if we are not open to change today, if we are not open to adapting today, then we will fail even now. So I think persistence is a... is a persisting requirement.
0: (laughs) Okay. So uh, Shalab, since we know that uh, while starting up, people uh, mostly uh, have three options with funding. One is to self-fund it. The other is to take a loan and the third is to avail VC funding. So uh, what do you think? What should be done uh, in the first stage and uh, when should we apply for VC funding?
1: So Ashna, uh, I am not the right person to answer this because my startup or uh, my enterprise is a social enterprise and like I said there was no VC funding available. Uh, so I wouldn't be the the right best person on this. My own general belief, basis my experience of running this setup, starting this, and knowing some of the other people, is that it's extremely important to put your skin in the game. So until uh, unless you have some skin in the game and, uh, and a good skin at that, then you're not really uh, putting yourself uh, where you want to be. So you you must put in everything that you have, everything not I don't mean all your finances, uh, you know, everything all uh, all your best foot forward. Uh, And thereafter, I think VC is required uh, also from a level of finding those mentors or those people who will guide and support your business apart from the monies that they bring in. And if that is available alongside a loan as well, then maybe that's also a good route.
0: Okay, perfect. So uh, one cause that you personally care for.
1: I personally care for environment, uh, but I would go one step further. I really care also for a space where social entrepreneurs have the support to start up. uh, And I think uh, uh, almost all causes need those uh, leaders who can create a difference in those causes. And I really want to make sure that those leaders are well supported.
0: Great. So are there any tools or books that have really helped you?
1: I am not a voracious reader at all, um, I read whats what I am um, asked to read at times. What, what I voraciously read is a newspaper and I don't know for decades uh, together when I was a little child till today I can actually read a couple of newspapers every day and sometimes throw in a magazine too and I think uh, that keeps me very up to date with what's happening right now around me and uh, you know the newspapers can translate to more online platforms right now which also I access. Um, so, whether it is a mint which gives you very deep analysis of business, politics, uh, everything put together, uh, or whether it is actually knowing about you know sports and the world affairs, all of these are extremely important because uh, sometimes something is very very pertinent to your business, but sometimes you just need that overall uh, knowledge to be able to connect to another person who might be useful for your business. So I use uh, reading for that purpose
0: Great. So uh, what do you think is critical to get right in while looking for a core team member?
1: Trust. So uh, I think in the initial days people are looking primarily for complementary skills, uh, which is extremely important when you are starting off. But I think as you go along and especially when you become successful, it is the trust between people that matters the most. Because who are you going to fall back upon when things go wrong? Who are you going to fall back upon even when things are going extremely right? You know, uh, greed itself, you know, because when you become successful, there's lots to partake in. And unless you have a trust between the core founders, the core team, uh, there are chances that splits could happen, bickering could happen, ego clashes might happen. So there is everything that could go wrong could would actually go wrong, especially when you're successful and not as much when you are uh, not successful. So I think trust is in the long run what you really need. Uh, other complementary skills are you can always hire from the market.
0: Great. So uh, since we talk about, uh, talked about core team member, so do you think it's a great idea to start up with a family member?
1: Uh, family or no family should not be the criteria. So uh, I think the criteria should be what makes best sense for your business and who do you have the best... Uh, Working relationship with. Do you have the answer
0: for this? Tell me something hmm. Hmm. So, Shalab, let's move to some rapid fire questions. Okay. So, top three things which aspiring entrepreneurs should not follow
1: don't follow the herd uh, I think that's the number one thing um, I'll just stick with that
0: <laughs> okay if not I volunteer then what
1: I would have been either a scientist or possibly um, a history teacher two very very different aspects of me but I actually see myself in either of those positions as well
0: but you are already a teacher right
1: Um. I mean, I mean like a uh, like a full-time teacher, and possibly hist- teaching history and you know uh, civics, which are not the topics that I deal with today. I, I today I teach at professional colleges on volunteer management, but I'm talking about a teacher is basically a teacher for in in a school.
0: Cool. Top three apps which is an absolute must in your phone.
1: Mint, uh, WhatsApp. And uh, I think I have a clutch of uh, travel apps because travel is is second nature to any successful entrepreneur.
0: Okay. Define leadership in one
1: word. That's a difficult one. Leadership in one word. Authenticity. You need to be authentic leader. People see through you uh, if you're trying to put up a face.
0: Wow. So Shalab, what is your best tip for someone struggling to take their idea forward?
1: take the plunge Uh, you know we all wait for the safety net to appear Uh, but I read this somewhere and I follow this and I advise this to people that jump and the net will appear so jump with your faith and your trust and the net will appear from somewhere you'll never fall down
0: where should people find you if they want to connect with you
1: Shalab at ivolunteer.in uh, is the best place to, the best way to connect with me, the, the best place to find me. Of course, I am there on Facebook as Shalab Sahai, on Twitter as Shalab Sahai once again.
0: Okay, one last question, Sir Shalab, tell me something that's true that almost nobody agrees with you on
1: what's true uh, there are two things that are true of any individual one there's goodness in everyone second is that everyone has the time to be good uh, to somebody else um, but normally when you talk to anybody especially in a big city like mumbai people will say i don't have the time to kind of you know volunteer uh, but i really believe that you know everyone has the time to be good and to do good
0: great so listeners that was shalab sahai from i volunteer If you like this podcast, do share your opinions or suggestions with us at ashana.jha.in at gmail.com or you can say hi to us on Instagram at hustlersdailypodcast. With this, I will take your leave. Thank you, Shala, for being such an awesome guest. Uh,
1: Thank you, Ashna. It was obviously a wonderful uh, discussion being with you over here. Good work and keep on kind of providing such amazing amount of tips and interactions to all your wonderful listeners.
0: Thank you, thank you listeners. See you next week. Till till then, keep hustling and keep giving 100% to yourself. Bye-bye.